Well, welcome to another episode of Cranford Radio. I'm here with Kevin Kaminsky, and we're going to be talking about the firecracker uh, race that is taking place here in Cranford on the 4th of July. Kevin, first of all, uh, welcome. Thank you, Bernie. Pleased to be here. So we have this race. It happens every year. Tell me about it for those who aren't familiar with it, what the race is all about, if you would, please. It's a four-mile road race uh, that begins at Nomahegan Park on the 4th of July. It's the 37th time that we've had this road race, which is a, it's a big fundraiser for the Cranford JCs, and we also have a one-mile fun run as well. So there's, if you can run a little bit or walk a little bit or you want to do it a little bit more, a lot of the races traditionally around are 5Ks, which are 3.1 miles, but a four-mile is a nice little stretch on a glorious day that everyone is together on the 4th of July. Now, you mentioned that uh, this is a fundraiser for the JCs. How do the JCs use the money that's raised from the race? The money that's raised from this, the net profits, go towards our scholarship fund. Scholarship fund for Cranford students, not just JCs kids, but all Cranford students going to college. And the JCs, we are a community organization. Um, we do a lot of things for the community, and some of the key points when we're awarding these scholarships is the scores of the, the kids as well as the community involvement that they themselves have done as well. That's such a huge part into who gets a, a scholarship award from the JCs. And it helps them going through their first year uh, in, into college, and it's something that we love doing, we look forward to doing every year, and usually we, we expect to pay out about $30,000 a year in uh, scholarship funds. How many people traditionally sign up to run in this race? Combination between the two races, probably, I think last year we had about 1,400 runners. It takes a lot of manpower to do that. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of sweat behind the scenes as well as on the day as well. And depending on the day, if it's raining, we'll have less people will show up same day uh, registration. Or if it's a great day, more turn up. So we have to be ready for everything. But it's uh, the more the merrier we can take. Hopefully we're trying to reach up to 1,500 this year perhaps. And there are some fairly elite runners that do participate, aren't there? There are a lot of uh, fast runners, although the course record hasn't been beaten in quite a while. It was set in 95, uh, male course record 18 minutes and 20 seconds, and then the female was 22 minutes, 10 seconds. So hopefully this year we can beat that. That would be nice to do. We've also added it onto the uh, Grand Prix series, so that should attract some more elite runners as well this year. Or Cranford folks, kids that want to really uh, st stretch out in their field, the talent is here. When you talk about the Grand Prix, w tell me a little bit more what that is, if you would. That is the uh, USA track and field, um, the New Jersey branch. There is points associated with races. So people that are running races all the time, if they run certain races, depending on how they do, they get points, which goes towards a big gala at the end of the year in the racing community. So this is a 500-point race. From looking at the applications coming in, we've attracted quite a few more people. Uh, coming through uh, specifically because of that, which was the intent of registering for it to be in the Grand Prix series. Now, you mentioned that the course is on a relatively flat surface. Cranford is a relatively flat town. Where does it start? And give me an idea of where the course runs through. It starts on Springfield Avenue, Nomahegan Park, just in front of the college. Runs north on uh, Springfield Avenue, makes a right turn onto Boulevard, all the way into Kenilworth to 21st Street which 21st turns into Orange. We make a right turn into Orange Avenue Pool and then run along the bike path. 
Belmont Avenue back over the wooden bridge and into the park again. So two towns, we have the support and assistance of the police department here in Cranford, which is great, as well as Kenilworth and the fire departments and the first aid squad and people along the, the course that are either handing out water. The scouts always help us out at the VFW in Kenilworth with a water stop. And there's two other water stops, or three water stops on the, uh, the four-mile race. And uh, a lot of support, a lot of people to pull it together that uh, we couldn't do without. You talk about all the support that's necessary to pull it together. Obviously, most of the people who are participating show up on the day of the race. But for the JCs and those who are working with them, there's a lot of preparation that goes into this. Tell me about some of the work you have to do to get ready for this race. We start this at the beginning of January, going through the plan, looking at last year, last year's race, and then what we expect for this year. There's various different aspects to it, whether it's just getting registered with the timing company, with the different publications that's out there. And then the um, sponsorship folks get working on it as well. We've got an excellent sponsorship team. They reach out to our sponsors because we couldn't do it without the funding we get from those. We're very fortunate that Investors Bank um, have been a title sponsor of the race for the last few years. And then Magical Travel with Dave Weikert is the title sponsor of the uh, One Mile Fun Run as well. So they help us out a lot, we, along with all of the other sponsors as well. So things that go on in the background, getting logos, ordering T-shirts, ordering the things like that, the layouts in the park, where people are going, to, are going to be, where the vendors, because if they sponsor, then there's a certain level that they're able to do. And just making sure we have all the things that we need for the race itself, bottled water, bananas, we always like to have ice cream. We like to have uh, face painting. We have to plan for if it's inclement weather, do we have enough tents to cover up the areas that we need? Organizing with the registration coming in, we work with the Westfield Running Company, and they will help us out on where people can go in there a week ahead of time to pick up their, their bibs and their, their shirts, or they pick it up on the day of. So working with them about with that. And then also... When someone turns up to a race, they get the bib, which is that goes on their, their shirt. So there's the bib, and then there's the chip that's on that. But we have to manually go through 1,500 of those, peel them off, put them on, make sure the right number is on the right number. And then later on, when we have the labels for the runners themselves, attach those on as well. So there's quite a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes on all the time, and there's just to make sure that it's seamless. I took over this year. It's my first year as race director. Jerry Ivacano has done it for the last several years, so I have very big shoes to fill, and hopefully Jerry will be smiling on the 4th of July when he sees it, and it doesn't tell me that I missed something big, otherwise I'll, but it's a great organization, it's a great, great cause, and I'll sleep well that night. I, I'd probably sleep through the fireworks when it's all done. You touched on this a little bit when you were talking about some of the things going on, but for folks who don't want to race, even participate in the fun run, there's a place and a time for spectators there as well, isn't there? Like if we have 1,400 runners, there's probably another 1,500 to 2,000 spectators total between um, family members and friends that are either there at the park, which is great for the vendors that are there because they get to interact with all these, or along the course as well. There's always a lot of people that are there. We get the support of the community because streets like here on Columbia Avenue that you run through, People are blocked in for the bulk of an hour while the race is going on. And 
we appreciate that the sacrifice that, that they give for that or just the upset that it can be. And that's right on many streets as well. They're used to people going, going through. So with the water stops as well, we just make sure we sweep up everything and keep it clean as, as it should be because we want to keep the area clean. Folks who want to participate will be able to click on the link that's going to appear with this podcast. But tell us how folks can learn more about the race and how they can sign up ahead of time. You can sign up for the race. You could look at the Cranford JCs website, uh, which is cranfordjcs.org. And there's a link there. There's a paper application you can send in. Or you can click on the electronic one, which will take you to our time and company that you can do the registration online. There's many races that charge a fee for online registration. We don't. We absorb that as part of the JCs. So it's your call. You can send it to the P.O. box or you can uh, do it online as well. Well, We've been talking with Kevin Comiskey, talking about the JCs Firecracker 4-Miler, which is going to be taking place on the 4th of July. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you very much, Bernie.